Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday night, which can only mean we're talking NASCAR with Phil and Steve. What's going on, Philip? Feeling really good. We're back into a, a more comfortable 11, 12 p.m. time slot. We own this one too, so you know it's just it's just uh, natural that that we go late night with NASCAR. That's, that's when it. Steve's at his best. That's right. That's when Steve. Uh, that's really when you hit your groove, right, Steve? Uh, sure. I mean, we, we got a little bit of an upgrade tonight, a little promotion until you have 11 p.m. slot, as you said. So uh, let's get it rocking. You got a little fire in your voice. Would you say that's meth? Um, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Good. So you stopped doing meth for tonight. Yeah, we, we, we don't want to get into that when we're doing the important <laughs> stuff here, you know? <laughs> Sounds right. good. All right, man. So let's get to it. How did we do last week? Last week was a bit of a downer. Uh, I think we we lost. uh, Man, I posted it. It was like five or six units, I think. Um, Nashville, man, the Cup Series. What a headache that was. So the race got started late, like 5 p.m. on Sunday. And then there was a rain delay. And the thing didn't wrap up until after midnight. Yeah, I I wasn't even sure they were going to go, right? I thought it was going to be pushed back till the the next day. I was... I was hoping they wouldn't. I, I hate rain races because uh, the teams will, you know, integrate different strategies, you know, hoping for rain, not hoping for rain. Uh, people get off strategy and just it's a mess. It's hard to keep track of where you're at. And uh, they ended up getting the, the full race in, but we were foiled by a, a late caution. We, we had the thing, you know, going pretty much to race script. And, um, you know, the, the caution was seven laps to go. About 10 cars stayed out everybody else pitted and all of our guys were in that pitting group and they, they just didn't have enough time on the fresh tires to make up the ground. So we lost a couple top five bets that way. We mm. lost a couple head head heads that way. Um, it just, it, it was a mess, man. We, we had it pegged. I felt really good about where we were with about 10 to go. It was looking like a small profit, which is, you know, all you can ask for in chaos. And, uh, it was just ruined. So Josh Balicki, you suck. <laughs> Oh man, Steve, shit happens, yeah, right? This shit happens. Uh, I mean, this is again a questionable call on both on, on both NASCAR and the teams because we saw all night that um, tires were pretty much meaningless, and I guess Joe Gibbs once again decided to pit on the green, and they from, from the top five, and I believe Kyle Busch restarted twelfth, and he finished seventeenth, so. Somehow he fell even more further behind with newer tires and older tires. So, yeah, and there was um, there was another questionable call that just that just hit me, Steve. And um, you know, with two to go, we could have used another caution that would have given our guys, you know, more time to matriculate forward. Uh, and you know, NASCAR's most popular driver, uh, Chase Elliott, was leading. Brad Keselowski gets in the wall, and the thing is is hobbled and um he coasts to a stop 
on the you know the shoulder and uh, nascar doesn't throw the caution because chase elliott is leading so it was just a bunch of hooey you oh, know and God. and just shenanigans just shenanigans yeah. Shena- i call shenanigans the the sports books are keeping our money but they won't break our hearts we're, <laughs> we're going back at them this week fuck them let's get them fuck them and uh, there's lots of ways to win some money this weekend. We've got uh, we've got Xfinity Series tomorrow. We've got the SRX Superstar Racing Experience tomorrow as well. Ooh. And then on Sunday, you've got Formula One, you've got IndyCar, and you've got the Cup Series. So we've got five races. Boom. That sounds like All a lot right. of work. Yeah, I'm looking forward to just one, one more thing about the recap from last week. When you are handicapping a race at a certain time of the day, like during the daytime, and then the race finishes at night, those conditions are completely different. Um, we, when you can, when you, you know, during the day, the, the track is usually pretty hot. It's, 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 it makes it pretty slick. Um, and then when you have that that uh, heavy rain come through, it wash it wash the rubber off the track, and then uh, the sun sets. Uh, I mean, I think the track temperature cooled off at least twenty degrees. Mm. And these, yeah, these cars are so sensitive that it completely changed the balance of the cars. And so, with that in mind, I mean, the the plays that you handicapped from the practice sessions, everything that happened like during the day. Uh, that everything's totally different now. So who's going to be fast is going to be totally different than during the day. So, and that's exactly what we saw. We saw Larson and Chase Elliott pretty much checked out. And then once the sun set and nighttime came, they drove right to the front. So unfortunate situation pretty much all day there. But yeah. we'll move on and hopefully um, no rain this weekend. <laughs> all right. What are we looking at first to start? All right, let's go. Uh, let's go Xfinity series, and um, we are on to to start. And there's still uh, there's a few good numbers out there, but we're on Kyle Larson. The best I saw was uh, two plus two fifteen on Sugar House or Cosimo for you Canadians. Um, that guy is just absolutely dominant. They're they're actually they brought uh, Hendricks brought a cup chassis from last year one of their their road course ringer cars they saved it for this very occasion and that car was just flat out super fast superhuman and um man i i don't see a way that he loses on saturday so plus 215 get you a quick double up i think that's the way to go and then uh the other one we're on is cole custer so steve you want to talk about custer a little bit yeah, we uh, we got Cole Custer. Uh, it's really a nice number there. At uh, it was fourteen to one over there at MGM. He was uh, fastest in practice. Um, he was pretty quick in qualifying. Uh, I believe he starts second, third, somewhere inside the top five. I don't have the exact position right now, but it's fortunate that we got Custer at that number because uh, we were able to play Larson along the side with him. So. Now we pretty much have two of the fa- two of the favorites pretty much going into the race uh, outside of Ty Gibbs. We also have him in a certain spot. We get to a little bit here. What's okay uh, on Cole, Cole Custer? Custer what, what can we still play him or no? Is it off? It's two two. I'm seeing seven to one as I'm is I'm that, searching here. Is that okay? And yeah, I think I think seven to one's worth a dabble, um, but it's also a a, a value uh, 
bit on the book club. I mean, we, we posted this yep. pre-practice, pre-qualifying. So, um, I mean, just that bet alone, let's say that hits, that's double the value right there from 14 to 1 down to 7 to 1. Mm. Um, so that, that could pay for your, your membership for many months in advance. That, that it could. Bingo. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. It is. But, yeah, 7 to 1, I think, is right on the edge of being playable. Um, you know, if you want to tail and, and root for the same guys we are. Um, as far as further value down the board, um, we won't be playing it, but, you know, maybe – Maybe the other junior motorsports cars are worth a, worth a look, like Gregson or Algaier, Sam Mayer, something like that, in the 12, 15, 20 to 1 range. But I, I don't know at this point. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, breaking news. Once again, uh, we can't, I can't believe it, but Algaier, again, he struggled in practice. Who, would have, who, would have, who saw that one coming, right? Not me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I mentioned that last week on, uh, on our show that all guy pretty much pencil him in for struggling in practice, struggling in qualifying, same same story, different track this week. Um, my assumption is that he probably gets the car dialed in over the course of the race here. He's 25 to one. Uh, I think that that's, uh, way too long for his uh capability don't you think there phil yeah i in fact i you know before practice when we were when we were talking about what the card would look like i was talking about guys we should target and all was was one that i came up with and you know I, i i know you actually had work today so you weren't able to get back to me in time before practice started but then when he was struggling in practice i was like oh this this might afford the ability you know to, to have a play on him at a, at a better number. And, you know, that that's the, the case here. I was kind of hoping for him to struggle, struggle today. So we could, uh, but yeah, 25 to one, man, that's, I, I actually think I'll be playing that. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, this is a classic example of, um, teaching somebody how to bet long-term because, um, I could tell you, you know, bet Algaria this week, but, the fruit, the fruit here is that, um, in general, he's a guy you don't want to bet until after the practice and qualifying sessions. But you, you'll probably see him struggle, and then the lines will move, the books will adjust, and overreact most of the time. And um, you'll see numbers like this. He was fifteen to one before practice, and now he's twenty-five to one after. So that's a pretty, pretty big jump there. Yeah, it feels like an overcorrection. Mm-hmm. All right, and then so for top. Three, I think uh, we were over at MGM as well. Now these aren't up in most places, so you'll you'll want to just write it down and look for it. Uh, but we were looking at Ty Gibbs, and we were looking at I'm trying to pull it up. Sorry, maybe you can fill in the blank here for me. Ty Gibbs and Cole Custer again. So a couple couple of the same names. Gibbs has some really good road course history um, that I w- I found when I was looking in the in his loop data for uh, road courses in his eight starts he averages leading 16.1 laps which is which is a lot in a, in a road course you know compared to a, a regular track because there's just so many fewer laps and he also uh leads the uh the regulars in average fast laps at 10 uh per race so the guy has built-in speed he's got a great car he's got a great crew so he's a guy that we look to play on as well in a couple different markets uh, and we already we already covered Custer. Um, so what what do you like for top five, Steve? Yeah, I got Ty Gibbs penciled in there for a top five. It was a minus one hundred five before practice. Uh, it may be a little bit worse now. Um, 
I'd probably pivot to the top three potentially at this point at plus 120 on DraftKings. That's what I see right now. But I'm looking at Ty Gibbs as far as his lap data goes, and it's really, really solid. Um, it's, it's very consistent, and it's consistently on top of the board. And, he, and he's number one that comes. I'm looking at his uh, three lap averages compared to the field, and he's number one. Uh, it's close. Uh, Cole Custer's right behind him, and then uh, Larson's right behind him, and they have a pretty pretty big gap on the field there. So now Those we also are looking good. Yeah, we also tipped Austin Hill in the book club for top five at plus mm-hmm, two fifty, mm-hmm. and that is still available at the same price. So do you still like it after what you saw today? I like Austin Hill too. Uh, I mean, he wasn't all that good in the practice session. Now I, I you know search a little bit down the board here but um again practice isn't everything uh we've seen i'm gonna pivot to austin hill's uh results here when it comes to long term this season his road course finishes have been really strong i don't have every single road course but i know he won i believe one of the road courses was it which one was it um hmm. i don't I have no idea. You have caught me off guard. I know he's got two top fives in road courses. Um, yeah, but I, I don't I believe know. He won, we won one of the ARCA races. That might have been what I'm thinking about. But uh, yeah, he's got a bunch of top fives. He's, he stands out. He, I would say his his performance escalates when it comes to this track type. So uh, we can kind of catch a little value there, I think, because of that. I, I agree. And then in the, the head-to-heads, we had circled a few spots. Sam Mayer over Josh Berry. I'll need you to explain that one to me. And then uh, Austin Hill over Tyler Reddick. Yeah, I mean, t- Tyler Reddick was pretty fast this week in that 48 car. He struggled really bad last week at um, Nashville. But, uh, I mean, that was – I mean, I guess that was uh, both races he kind of sh- struggled at. So, um Maybe he's cooling off a little bit. I don't know. How, I don't know how good that forty-eight car is compared to um, Austin Hill. I mean, we've seen Austin Hill have success, so I kind of like uh, Austin Hill there. And then Sam Mayer. This is just a fade on Josh Berry. Um, the broadcast mentioned Josh Berry really doesn't have a whole lot of road course experience. He's struggled pretty bad at the road courses this year. And we've seen Sam Mayer come up, run well in the truck series uh, and on road courses. And he's ran well so far this year as a whole. And he's, I, I would say he's got a lot more, um, just, uh, more, I guess, more natural talent when it comes to these, this track type and road courses. And we, I think we kind of saw that today. We've already seen the odds move um, and more towards Sam Mayer and away from Josh Berry. I mean, Josh Berry's forty to one, and Sam Mayer's twenty to one now. So, good close line value there. That that matchup may not come back on the board, honestly. Yeah, and I think I think what we're talking about, uh, Steve, is with with Austin Hill. He finished second at Circuit of the Americas this year in the Xfinity Series, and he actually won at Watkins Glen in the trucks last year. So. That might have been the win you were thinking of. All right, perfect. Thank you for yeah. the information. Yeah, Coda, Coda was the one. Yeah, and 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 Coda is a very technical technical track. Uh, Road America is pretty technical. Uh, it's a pretty comparable track when you look at Coda and compare it to Road, uh, Road America. Uh, corners are tight, braking zones are heavy. So 
that's good news for us. I know Arch loves a good heavy braking zone. Oh yeah, I can't live without it. If it doesn't have it, are we yeah, even racing? What good is it? Yeah. yeah, why even watch? Yeah, but all right, man. That's uh, that's all I've got for the Xfinity series. Uh, right. You have anything you want to add, Steve? That's all I got for for my end. Uh, they they reposted uh, some head to heads, I think, just now. I'm not sure, but um, well, that would be convenient. Maybe they heard us talking. Yeah, maybe. They, yeah. You know how they listen in to us, man. <laughs> they fucking, a couple they go- fucking should. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> they already don't give me any boosts anymore. You know, yeah. I, I no profit boosts, nothing. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Steve's over here betting Novak Djokovic at plus three thirty three to win Wimbledon, and I, I got nothing. Incredible, man! I, they gave me a chance at two a two hundred fifty dollar wager on that. I think oof, I, that he better win. He's at minus like one like two hundred or something right now, isn't he? Yeah, there's no way he's gonna lose. That was that was free money they were handing out. Don't say that, man. Don't say it. Everybody but me. Guys, gonna test positive for COVID now. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm seeing, let's see, if anything sticks out, they've got two of our guys against each other, Custer and Gibbs, no thanks. Um, I like Gibbs in the dinger. Uh, Gibbs minus 110 over the dinger. You did lean on that. I did. It was plus 110 when I was talking about it. We've lost 20 cents. I'm going to lock it in now before it gets worse. The dinger is starting dead last tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Dinger, we know he's a specialist on road courses. Uh, the team had some braking issues, as, as we mentioned, with the heavy braking zones. I guess he got the best of his brakes over there at Colling Racing. Um, yeah, so he didn't take a qualifying lap. Um, not sure how much practice he got. I don't think uh, – no, he didn't get that many laps in practice either. Looks like he only got maybe three or so, so a little bit of lack of track um, time there and starting the back that could be a recipe for disaster who knows 
Yeah, I just I just bet Gibbs. There you go. Yep. Cool. Oh, I bet it at a bad price. I'm seeing it at Sugar House uh, plus 100. Dang it. Oh. Lost, lost 10 cents. They got me again, these DraftKings bastards. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Uh-huh. Let's talk some cup, dude. Yes. What, uh, who do you like to win? Give me, give me the goods. Well, uh, this is the first time I've ever seen this happen this year, but let's talk about Tyler Reddick. Uh, he opened up at 20 to 1. Yep. And believe it or not, he dropped down to 25 to 1. Yeah, normally um, people immediately steam Tyler Reddick. What's going well, on? What, why? Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of fear missing out on on his first win, and he's had lots and lots of uh, like good runs this year. There was he's probably should have won about three races so far uh, this year alone, and he just he finds creative ways to lose. Um, so maybe maybe folks are just getting tired of, of losing that wager, but maybe this is when we jump in. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, this is an over, it's an overreaction from what happened last week at Nashville. We saw, like I said, he, we saw him struggle at both events, Saturday and Sunday. Um, I don't have a good reason for it, but um, I'm not going to overreact to pretty much one bad weekend. We have no idea what's going on with, with Reddick. Um, anything could happen on a race weekend. So... 25 to 1. We look, we saw how good he was last year here at Road America. We've seen how good he was on road courses during the course of this season so far. He almost won at Coda. And as I mentioned, Coda is a good comparison track to Road America here. So I don't have any issues at all there going back to Renick at 25 to 1. Um, this is a great spot because uh, normally the public is all over them. That we just settle in here and kind of uh, take our shot at them. Nice. And I know, um, I know Daniel Suarez was on the list at fifteen to one. We saw him really strong uh, earlier this year on uh, uh, help me. What is it? Circuit of the Americas? Is that what that mm-hmm. was? Yeah. And it was just a, a bad pit strategy call that got him pegged in the the back of the field and then immediately wrecked in the turn one on the green flag. So um, him and, and Ross Chastain, that whole track house team have been really impressive on the road courses this year. So 15 to one. Two two. Yeah, it feels, it feels short, but it's, it's not with the quality of, of car and the, the horse you're getting with it. So yeah, Suarez is going in the other direction. He's actually getting steamed down. He was at twenty to one, uh, which I think I mean that's way too long for him. He he won last week. We cashed that ticket. All right, me go over there getting us. Uh, I'm sorry, that was two weeks ago. Time is flying, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we cashed that one at the other road course. Um, I'm sure there's a public reaction to that. Uh, that's why he's down fifteen to one. But so bettable. Um, last year he ran all the road courses and just about had a mechanical failure on every single one. So every single one. Not going to see last year's data look so good, but that's why. Yeah. A bit of an outlier. And then, uh, to, to wrap up the old five pack, we're going Kurt Busch, Chase Briscoe, Cole Custer. Love it. Yeah. Anybody you want to talk about in depth there, Steve? Uh, 
We can start with Kurt Busch, uh, go down the list. Uh, Kurt Busch, I like a lot this weekend as well. He ran really well at Road America last year. And um, last week was, I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, last week we, he was pretty much the top performer when it came, when it came to uh, the, the uh, Toyota camp over there. He's really come on strong here with recent form. Uh, Kurt's a really, really good guy when it comes to road course racing in general. And I just feel like that number is too long. 30 to 1 feels like it's way too long. <laughs> He's yeah. in contention every week, it feels like, at this point. Yeah, he finished runner-up last week. I mean, he he's uh, he has found some speed here in the last uh, month and a half or so. So uh, he is um, he is a play-on kind of guy for the next couple of weeks. I think that while they're while they're hot, so thirty to one is is a good price there. And his pit crew is okay, unlike Bubba Wallace's pit crew. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he cussed them out on the radio, didn't he? Yeah, he's pretty much done with that team. I mean, you can't can you blame the guy? I mean, it's unbelievable. He's I mean, he had or he he could have won that race if he had, if I think he went to the back two three times potentially. Yeah, and I mean they were he just kept driving up there and then. <laughs> but they, just, they they were talking about it today on uh, on um, Corey LaJoy's podcast, Stacking Pennies, and I guess what Chase Elliott and and. Uh, Bubba both experienced the same pit road issues and it was like an attitude thing. Um, you know, Chase ended up wheeling the thing to the front. Bubba was talking shit mm-hmm. on his crew or not talking at all and mm-hmm. uh, not like a cohesive unit. And, um, you know, it became adversarial instead of a, you know, everybody working together to get it, get it back going like Chase did. So I don't know, man, it seems like there's a little trouble in paradise and, I don't care what kind of closing value we get on Bubba ever again. I, I, I can't put any more money on that guy. He, he fucking sets it on fire. You're not wrong. I mean, at what point, though, do you really understand with his frustration of that pit crew, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. it it's, are they the bottom-tier JGR guys? Probably. Um, so, I mean... It, and, and is there a lot of pressure on Bubba? Because now he's starting to see Kurt, you know, perform. I yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a lot. Um, but you got to have a better attitude when you go to the office, you know. Michael Jordan was there at the race last week. Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta put all that shit at the door and and you know go to work. Got to go to work. That's just my thought on it. So. All right, well. I guess uh, we'll move on to uh, Chase Briscoe then. Uh, we've, we've seen Chase Briscoe be super strong at road courses. Uh, last year, he should have, well, not should have, but he, he had a chance to win the Indy road course. He uh, took Denny Hamlin out the final lap when he was penalized, but I think he got pushed off into the grass. So, I don't know, leave that to your own opinions there. But. We've seen Briscoe be uh, strong, really strong in the Xfinity Series. He uh, beat out Cindric uh, quite a few times. Um, not quite a few times, but once in a while he's in, in running for winning those road course races. Uh, Briscoe has been the um, kind of the star over there for Stuart Haas Racing. Only guy with a win for that organization so far. So this is kind of one of his stronger suits there. Um, pretty much all I have to say about that. And... Um, Cole Custer is kind of the guy behind him. Um, 
I got 250 to one on him. It's been steamed down a little bit from there. Um, Cole Custer is going to have the track track time at on the Xfinity series. So always good to have somebody that's seen the lay of the land there. Um, always good for that. So and Cole Custer is a great road course racer. He's a guy that struggled really bad just about anywhere else. But uh, when you look at his road course experience and talent, it kind of goes underlooked. That's why his odds are so long. Yeah, I, I like Cole. So cool. Uh, we don't have any head to heads picked out, I don't think, do we? Let's see. Got a couple. I got, oh, yeah, I got, yeah. a, got a lot of exposure to top tens this week. We do. We do have a lot of exposure nice. there. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, Reddick, uh, he's a repeat, my, um, minus 110, plus 105. Um, kind of play the best number there. Same thing with William Byron. William Byron, I assume, should um, probably qualify well. Qualifying is really important. We know how good he is at that. I believe he had the poll here last year. Um, I bet him to win the poll at plus 2,000. So let's go ahead and see what happens there. Uh, He's been a good road course racer. Uh, Last year, he reeled off 10 or 11 consecutive top 10s. So I, I like that price a lot. Uh, Kurt Busch is a repeat there at plus 130 on Sugar House. Cole Custer, once again, uh, this was a re- outrageous price, plus 525 on MGM. We know he can qualify well. Mm-hmm. And if you qualify well, we saw last week at Sonoma, you kind of just stay up there because it's so difficult to pass in this next-gen car. So. And for everybody listening, there is a plus 600 hanging for a Cole Custer top 10 at Caesars currently right this second. Yeah, so go play it there. Caesars coming through this week. Is this like I the know. Post- that- posted top 10s? First time, man. It's a celebration, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome uh, to see. And we get, I mean, it, it's good to see the, the sports books start to open up a little bit here on the racing content for sports betting. We're seeing, um, you know, Caesars doing SRX. We're seeing them do more top 10s like this week. And we're seeing DraftKings on IndyCar. We're seeing top threes and top fives. We didn't see that earlier this year. So things are looking bright. Yeah, I mean, Caesars even has – they have groups A through H, which I've never seen before on, on their, their site, which is awesome, man. They're, they're finally starting to, uh, like you said, open up, open up for business so we nice. can, yeah, so you can rate their, rate their <laughs> coffers. Yeah. We can uh, we can put our skill sets to use across all series, you know. It's time because you know I, I don't I don't know what I, what what my real calling is, but it better be betting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so let's see. We got some head to heads. What are we looking at? I know one of them involved Daniel Suarez. Danny Suarez over Kyle Busch plus one twenty. I believe it's been down to plus one ten. Uh, this just feels like uh, autoplay at a plus money price there. Suarez, uh, Trackhouse Racing, as you mentioned already. So he won the last road course race. Kyle Busch uh, struggled really bad with that M&M's Toyota over there. Really loose, uh, just really poor balance in the car. Uh, I feel like all of 
JGR is struggling on road courses so far this year. Um, however, I mean, Christopher Bell is like the one guy I would trust in that kind of four-way, four-way team over there. He, I thought he had some speed at Sonoma, but he just kept going to the back of the field. He started in the back, and he had some sort of issue, I think. I think the speed was there, but he just never had, had a chance to showcase it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, Ryan Blaney over Martin Truex. Um, now, Truex is a known to be a bit of a road course ringer, so not that I need need to be talked into it, but uh, why am I betting on Ryan Blaney? I, I love betting on Ryan Blaney, but uh, why? Have you seen anything from Truex at road courses for the past year and a half or so? I have not. So, Sold. I, that's kind of my <laughs> own <angle. laughs> Yeah, I think the last time you bet on Truex uh, at a road course was maybe at the Daytona road course, wasn't it? Uh, we, I believe we had him for a top three bet. I'm like, oh, this is a lock, you know? Yeah, and dude. I, I think he spun out on the final lap or something. And Yeah, all, just- all six of our followers at that time were upset that that, that might – I think I posted a picture of a, a dumpster on fire or something. But, yeah, that was like that was like when we first started doing this. Yeah, Shoex has kind of lost his mojo in his road courses and uh, kind of lost his mojo so far this year. He kind of got it back last week. But, I mean, I don't know if that's going to translate over to a road course. There's no real um, way to know that. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, Blaney should win that matchup there. Uh, He was really strong at Coda. um, So I'm kind of just going along with uh, that narrative there. Yeah, it looks like, uh, I mean, for Truex, uh, his, between the two road courses this year and Road America last year, his average run position is 15.4. His average finish is 14. Uh, he, he has one average fast lap per. Um, he's led one total lap in those three races. Those are very pedestrian-like numbers. So mm-hmm. uh, Blaney, on the other hand, you know he's way up the list here. His average run position is twelve, so he's you know three or four spots ahead. Um, he averages more fast laps, more time in the top fifteen. Um, yeah, Truex is fifty one point five percent in the top fifteen. Blaney is seventy two point two. So I mean, Blaney is just overall stronger. You're right. You found one here, buddy. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. So my eyeball test passes, and you backed it up with data. So yeah, good little combo a, there. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm in. I mean, I already bet it, but now I'm glad that I did. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, I got uh, one more behind that. I already talked about Christopher Bell a little bit, but I'm taking Christopher Bell over Joe Logano at minus 115 on DraftKings. Not sure if we mentioned this one yet. Over No, this, this is new to me. This is, yeah. this is like breaking news. I had no idea. Sometimes I just got to throw these in there, you know, just keep you on your toes. Yeah, so I'm like 5'7 instead of 5'6 when I'm on my toes. <laughs> yeah, I talked about Christopher Bell already. I don't want to go back into that again, but let's talk about why I don't like Joe Logano this week. No next-gen Joe, huh? No, 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 no next-gen Joe Logano this week. Uh, well, I guess or for the near future either. Um, I just don't like where that team is really at, uh, especially at road courses. Because of their strategy, um, 
they're a team that like to kind of stay out and take stage points and stage wins. We saw him win stage two at Sonoma. And that puts you in a very poor position to finish the race in because then you start in the back and you kind of got to muscle your way through traffic. And that's not going to be the winning call there. Um, Christopher Bell, that team needs to win to get into the playoffs. So there's, I don't think there's any way in the world that they are going to not short pit and restart the final stage towards the front of the field. So couple that with his road course ability, that should be a nice edge there for that matchup. Yeah, in fact, I, I can't remember. Um, I think it was the last road course. I think Joey stayed out at, and won the first two stages, right? Um, even though he was like a a mid mid pack speed car um and they ended up as a team i guess uh, like fourth in points total for the race because they won those right. first two stages so that's how they make their hay at these these road courses and it's not by being strong all day it's you know pit strategy so hey hats off to them i mean you know do what you're good at collect the points but um not good for gambling purposes unless you're fading it Right. I, I listened to his, it's called a Logano's behind the wheel segment on XM radio. I, he, he talks about this all the time. You see, he, he's, he's a guy that uh, he's not all in on things when it comes to this. He likes to take his points where he can get them. And um, so he sees opportunities at road courses to get stage wins and stage points uh, for his future playoff opportunities. So I guess he probably kind of knows that, uh, He's not the best road course racer in the field. I mean, he knows that guys like Larson, Elliott, um, Trackhouse, probably going to take the win. So he he want he's a he's a you know strategist that likes to uh, get his points where they're available. So let's take advantage of that and, and fade them in every possible way. I would say. Yeah, I'm, I like that. I like I like it a lot. That's um, good. Yeah. So what else we got? We got Formula One. You have any any quick takes for Formula One or what? We did not see a lot of practice for Formula One today. Uh, it was pouring rain in FP1, and then FP2 got a nice little uh, win there with uh, Alex Albon over uh, Joe Guan Yu over there in the book club. Nice little win there for the day. Albon. Tip of the cap. Tip of the cap, Alex. <laughs> yes, I mean, he won that – I don't. I wish I could brag about it more because I thought this was like a slam dunk play. <laughs> I really did. He he ended up winning that this matchup. I think it was less than a tenth of a second. So it was a real sweat if, if you were actually watching the practice session. But I couldn't, unfortunately. I wish I did. Um, Al Albon is running a car this weekend with brand new upgrades. Uh, the rumor is that it's going to give him an extra full second on the field and pace, which is massive in racing. So, I mean, I wish we saw some more of that in practice. Uh, it doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence moving forward, but I'm glad we got that well, one in regardless. He he actually, um, about midway through practice, he was on a burner lap. I mean, just it was incredibly fast, and he aborted it about three-quarters of the way through. So um, Okay. Yeah, so that I mean, it would have been it definitely would have been top ten speed, um, but he he aborted that thing, so didn't get to see how it turned out. Not sure why he he stopped it, but um, I think we're on the right page with with Albon this week. All right, happy happy to hear that. Um, 
any focuses on a specific team or driver? I know I kind of have my eyes on Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton. Myself. Yeah, me too. Me too. I like I like Mercedes a lot. I I kind of want to fade uh, Alpine a little bit if we can. They, I mean they they really shined with the the uh, really long straightaways that that we saw the last time out. Uh, not the case this week here at Silverstone. Um, and plus Ocon, one of the Alpine drivers, had a little bit of underbody damage on the the new flooring that they put in today. So. He was really hampered in practice, and um, hopefully we don't see the books correct it, but I, I think fading him may may have some opportunity. All right. Um, I, I haven't looked too deep into Formula One. Um, I like that price on Albon there. We got in there at uh, plus 550. And I guess, as you mentioned, they saw some pace from him because it's now moved to plus 285, so... Good to see we got that value in there. Um, I, I really wish I saw more of the practice session. I'll be watching FP3 tomorrow, so I'll probably have some more things ready to roll. But, yeah, I like Lewis Hamilton there. I believe he's eight, 7 or 8 to 1. So, yeah, hopefully the Mercedes uh, porpoising issues are solved, for, at least this weekend. Uh, not too many long straights where that thing is bouncing uncontrollably and causing Lewis Hamlin to have spine problems. Uh, we got to keep these guys healthy, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, micro concussions, I think was the word Toto Wolf used. Jesus. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's like sitting on a jackhammer for <laughs> two hours. Yeah. No, thanks. But yeah, no, I, th I think Hamilton, um, he looked really good and he took a lot of laps today in, in, uh, even the first practice session when only half the cars went out, I think he ran 13 laps. So he loves it here, man. The crowd loves him. I think he's going to be juiced up. Yeah. If, home race for him. Yep. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're not brave enough to, to lay the eight to one on the outright or seven to one or whatever it is, uh, a podium is probably, you can probably still catch a really good price on that. And, and that might be the sneaky play of the weekend. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lewis Hamilton, I mean, he was running a lot of the experimental setups from Mercedes because they were struggling so bad. I guess they probably assumed Lewis was going to be the guy that can figure out what's working and what's not working. But now maybe that they've kind of uh, fixed things a little bit on the porpoising side and the, the set up the car as a whole. Now that maybe uh, they feel like Lewis can kind of uh, take what they've learned and put it to use. So let's see that happen this weekend at his home track. Nice. And then uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at SpeedwaySteve2, we'll have an IndyCar picks. And then um, if you want them before everybody else, click the, the dgens.net link. It's $25 a month. We post everything in there. Plus, Arch is super hot fire in baseball. He's up, uh, let's see, 43, 44, 45 units year to date, which is sick. That's right. You need and, to get uh, it now because I've had a bad couple days, which means... Good, oh, the, good days the, are coming. Yeah, the better days are ahead, mm -hmm. and even your bad days, man, we're breaking even. So whatever. yeah, we That's lost cool. a, maybe a little bit tonight. By the dip, right? Yeah, it's Kyle. This is fucking Phillies, man. Yeah, the fucking Philly. We were on the Cardinal. Oh my god, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. We had a we had a Cardinal hit for the cycle and they lost. Oh, how do they like, do how that? Does, how often does that happen? I don't know. Only when we bet on it, I guess. But yeah, man, join the book club. It's a lot of fun. We got a, a lot of users in there. Uh, the the um, 
even some of the listeners man are pretty sharp throwing out oh, yeah. some some really good plays so it's a it's a money-making machine in the book club 25 bucks a month it'll pay for itself i promise there it is and steve's That's, golf uh, steve's golf man Let's, uh, yeah absolutely man let's get that uh Goderum play home uh 130 to 1 he's uh p4 right now he's only uh four strokes out of the lead let's do it let's do it love to see that happen nice nice that that would be actually the the you know the, the best outright ever outside of that uh last year's amarola 80 to 1 uh that anniversary is coming up next week so let's oh, uh we need to get the fireworks ready that. yeah should we have a party i think we should that was like our uh that was like our fourth week on the show or something uh, that, that was, was that, that was cool. it yeah yeah, yeah like, hey we're here now all oh, right i can't wait for that but oh, yeah. as always phil great talking to you archie it's been a pleasure and i'll see you tomorrow morning pal that's right steve Pout- poutine in hand that's it steve always good man i feel the same way arch phil and uh Let's have a weekend. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.